to another exciting episode of Calvary Connection. Yay. Here with Woo. the entire pastoral staff, we got me, Pastor Jeremiah, Pastor Susan, and Vicar Jamie. Hello. All super excited to jump into discussing this week's text. I oh, can't yeah. wait. One of my favorites. It really is. Because yeah. last week we had Jesus as we a did. boy, and now we're jumping way back, way back into the Old Testament yeah. to look at the story of Samuel and Eli. Sir and you know King what? Kong. He's a young one, too. He is. Yeah. He is, absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking about that when I was preparing my sermon for last week. I was focusing so much on youth and then thinking maybe I should save some of this <laughs> conversation for this week, too, because, yeah. man, the boy Samuel, you know? There's it's a lot of the boy Samuel there. and then this older guy, Eli, eyesight growing dim. And yeah. so we got it all. Great yeah. juxtaposition. Yeah. All generations right Yeah. Now. Well, why don't we hear the story, huh? Yes. Uh, Pastor Susan, do you want to read for us? I would love to. Let me First get on Samuel my... chapter 3. As my time. eyesight is growing dim, I'll <laughs> yeah, put sure. on my readers. <laughs> Eli, Eli. <laughs> From uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim, so he couldn't see was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I didn't call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel, Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I didn't call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again, a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Mm -hmm. Word of God, word of life. Yeah. What a story. Oh, man, I tell you. don't even know where to start. <laughs> There's <laughs> well, in, so much. In the beginning. <laughs> yeah. We started in the beginning. I guess. Yeah. What, you know, I, what, it's such, it's so dim. Yeah. Right. It's Literally. so dim. The word of the Lord is, uh, is rare. Visions, Visions are not, are widespread. not widespread. Eli's eyesight is growing dim. I mean, the the lamp of God is kind of going out, right. sputtering, sputtering. <laughs> yeah, and you contrast this with you think about God coming to Moses in the burning bush and how bright that is, and yeah. how apparent God was, and yeah. you know you got this back and forth with God being yeah. very present and then seeming distant, and here we're in a time where the distance has been very apparent. Yeah. So much so that Samuel, it says, did not yet know the Lord. That stood out to me too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Here he is, someone who's dedicated to learning about God at the temple. He's studying under Eli. Yeah. 
doesn't know the Lord, doesn't know no. who that is or what that means. Kind of going through the motions, it yeah. feels right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's just there. They're they're always sleeping. Uh, they're always, you know, go back. And I just love the image of of this young boy Samuel kind of cuddled up against the mm-hmm. ark of the Lord. I mean, I just, yeah. um, sure. what a wonderful place to be. And that that stood out to me as well because. That's so specific to that time period. I mean, yeah. you go forward at all, yeah. and you've got the Ark of the Covenant yeah. locked away in the mm-hmm. center of the Holy of Holies yeah. behind that giant curtain. But not here. Not here. No. Here, Samuel, who doesn't even know the Lord, is it's sleeping the, right, right there. there. Right yeah. 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 With that lamp, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. And, of course, even in all of this darkness, then we've got this other character. Yes. Right third person we've got got this voice that just keeps calling this young boy's name Samuel right there into the darkness of our world yeah speaks and not and kind of anonymous name but it's your name it's you know um, what a powerful thing it is to a child yeah well and, and that too ties into something that has really grabbed me about this passage and that is connected to our theme of listening to God, listening to each other, yeah. it takes Eli and Samuel and God, that third yeah. part interlocutor with the conversation, to be able to discern what's going on here. Yeah. You know, that it is in conversation yeah. with Eli yeah. that Samuel understands what's going on. It's in conversation with Samuel that Eli is able to kind of be part of that conversation too and discern yeah. what's going on yeah. and how often that is the case that God yeah. created us to be in conversation with each other to be social to be having conversations and that it is in those moments of conversation that God can speak to us yeah because right. on our own we can't figure it out yeah yeah, and it, and it takes time. You know, it wasn't like immediately yeah, four times Samuel, who had not yet known the Lord, and Eli, this minister, who even he couldn't figure out right away that where where this voice is coming from. And he yeah. keeps saying, "It's not. I'm not calling you. Go back to sleep. You must be hearing <laughs> things." But yeah, it took them this amount of time together to figure out that it was the Lord. And I think you mentioned going back to bed and resting. I think that's a key component as yeah. well. This take some time to rest, take some time to think, to collaborate together, mm-hmm. and then this aha moment of, it's God. Yeah. yeah. God is speaking to your child. You know, and, and I love the, I mean, I just, I, I read it, I really I really feel there's in some exuberance. There's no hesitancy. Hmm. And I think that God, in God's wisdom, uh, chose, for whatever reason, a child. Mm, yeah. Uh, there's no, you know, well, you know, I gotta sell my house, or you know, I got, I got <laughs> no a lot on my plate right now, and so come back in about a week, and I'll check it out. But here, you, there's just nothing. A name, here I am. A name, here I am. And you know, and so even though it's kind of not right, it's not Eli, somebody else. But there's never. Uh, an ounce of hesitancy. I agree. Um, yeah. And so I think that's a wisdom of God to say, you know, we got to look at kids. Yeah. I'm going to come as a baby in Bethlehem. Hey, I'm going to call Samuel, you know? Yeah. So. I'm going to listen to the teachers at the temple as a boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and learn yeah. from them and teach them. Yeah. Something that resonates or stands out to me in this story uh, and connects with some of our life here at Calvary is 
uh, as we record this, uh, last night we had our first night of Lent mentoring, mm-hmm. right? Getting together our, our Lenten, our, our uh, confirmation students with uh, adults from the congregation to be in conversation, to be in discernment. And some of the similarities to the story of Samuel and Eli, yeah, you know, of yeah. being in conversation, older, younger, across those, those different barriers to discern what God is up to together to ask questions about scripture, to be in the word, to be in conversation, and have God be the third party to those conversations, yeah. right? Yeah. Joining together to see what God is up to and to discuss and to develop relationship. That's Samuel and Eli. That's our, our mentor program here too. Yeah. Uh, and, and making room for, for those conversations to take place. Yeah. yeah, it can be overwhelming to try to figure out what God is up to in our lives by ourselves. Oh yeah, yeah. we're not meant to. Right. It is, it's very collaborative. You know, I like to tell the story of when I was discerning my call and deciding where to go to seminary, what to study, all of these sorts of things. I had so many conversation partners along the way. And I remember one time in particular, a friend and me, I was deciding where I wanted to go to seminary. We were filling up a whiteboard with like all of these different questions and thoughts and discernment together. And it was just such a beautiful process of me thinking about what I'm hearing God saying and then my friends perceiving what they see God at work at in my life. And it all comes together with God as this third party who's nudging this conversation. Man, I really resonate with that too. I mean, that's my call story is similar and that it's very conversational. It was conversations had between myself and others who are important to me and kind of figuring out what's going on here with, again, God being that, that third party. Right. God uses the conversations we have to call. Yeah. Right as he does with Samuel, yeah. as he does with all of us, into right, the places yeah. that God desires and needs for us to be. It is a collaborative process. And there's something about the nature of God yeah. that God wants us to be in conversation with each other. Absolutely. Having faith in God is not a me and God thing. It's we, yeah. yep. right? And that's yeah. by design. Yeah. And a calling does not have to be a calling to ministry. Right. Callings take so many different forms as well. Yep. Yeah. It's true, you know, and I think about you guys and I think about even, you know, my call story and back in the, that dim time, um, I really, I didn't have, I didn't have conversation partners. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think about the mentors and teachers that when I was in seminary, I never had a woman teacher Mm -hmm. and I often was the only woman in my class. Sure. You know, and 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 I think just the the wonder of you know kind of the how things have changed, and from that kind of dim time of beginning, <laughs> and uh, that it is it is no longer that way, and I I I'm excited about that. Um, do you think that Samuel knew what he was being called to? Well, he doesn't appear to here. It's no. basically a blank check. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here I am. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm it's, listening. It's, as you say, unconditional. Yeah. Sure. You know, and as we think about those, the confirmation students and the mentors, and I love that energy. I could just feel it last night, too. Um, but, you know, also to think about the broader swath of what we're about here at Calvary in these days. Yeah. You know, and that we are in this marvelous conversation with each other and with God, really saying, here we are, and yes. being very open. It's, and and um, how exciting. We don't know quite what's before us, 
as a community, but listening to young and old, and also this voice of God that's very compelling. And, um, you know, here we are. Yeah. Here we are. We're here. Yeah, and it's a reminder, too, that callings are not always easy. It's not always like we talk together and then we get a clear idea of what we're supposed no. to do and then just stroll along our merry way with no opposition. Um, Without going too deep into it, Samuel receives a difficult calling. Absolutely. What he ends up hearing is challenging, but he's able to go through it because it's God has called him to do it. It's a power. He's not alone. He does not have to do his calling alone, and none of us do. No. Even if they are challenging. So. No, I think it's a great text. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what you uh, have have for us when you preach it. Oh boy, so am I. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what I'm going to preach about too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. No, it's well. great. And listening to God, listening to each other, especially now in this time at Calvary of exciting transition and a future that we can say, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Yeah. Not knowing for sure where it's going to lead us to, yeah. but... Knowing so that we're doing together. For it. We're here yeah. for it. And we're here together. Yeah. And that's there's beauty in that. So There is. Yeah. And we are glad that you are here with us as well Absolutely. as part right. of this conversation. Yeah. Yep. This process of being church together, of listening to God, listening to each other, it involves you too. Yes. Uh, and we welcome you to be a part of, of this conversation. Yeah. If you want to comment on what our conversation is here, mm-hmm. you can always email us, podcast at calvarybemidji.org. Yep. Uh, and there's so many other ways to be involved. In I know we're gonna we got some stupid uh, yeah. after worship on Wednesdays <laughs> and before worship on that evening. We got soup and study. We're gonna feast on this. And you know you can sign up for those daily devotions. I just got mine in my inbox. Me too. Me too. I did. All right. (laughs) And um, (laughs) so, it's there. It's it's thrilling. I have to imagine who might be reading this, but it's another way of feasting together, listening to each other, and knowing there's a whole other voice that's there, and it's all good. So I'll be excited to dive deeper into this in the preaching series this upcoming Wednesday at yeah. noon and 6.30. All are welcome to come in person or tune in online. Would um, yeah. love to continue this conversation through that and through any thoughts afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, let us continue our walk through Lent Unbound, listening to God and listening to each other. Amen. Let's do it. We'll see you next time. And All we right. love you very much. Peace. Peace.